Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money, how to write books while traveling the world. Yes, we love teaching people how to write books. For me, I've done uh, 10 books. And, you know, some people are like, oh, Ricky, you've done 10 books. About, I've done seven kids' books and then some books for dads. And people are impressed. But guess how many books our guest has done today? Our guest today, she's done over 100 books. Yes, you heard that right. Over 100 books. That is incredible. Uh, our guest's name is Cynthia McGregor. And she writes books on a whole bunch of different topics from nonfiction to parenting, cookbooks, uh, cooking, kids' books, fiction. And she has a huge Christmas collection as well. Uh, she also does ghostwriting and editing. Uh, so su super excited to uh, have a guest, Cynthia, share all of her insights into publishing 100 books. And a shout out to Ezio, uh, who connected us together. She's the illustrator of uh, one of those amazing books. Uh, so you went mute on me again. I can't hear you. Yeah, Cynthia, um, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? You're doing amazing, Cynthia. So one of the things we like to do is to get to know our guest story. So why don't we hear a little bit about your story, if you want to share a little bit about your background and how you got into writing. Uh, let's trace it back uh, and hear a little bit about your origin story. Well, um, I've been writing since I was old enough to spell C-A-T, cat. Uh, I wrote poems. Mm -hmm. I stories when I was a little kid, you know? When I was nine years old, I wrote a play. It was very short, and I wasn't sure if it was in four acts or four scenes because I didn't know the difference, but they put it on in summer camp, and uh, it was one of my proudest moments. A bunch of the counselors went up to the tennis courts I picked a bunch of wildflowers and threw them over the stage where the footlights would have been if there were any and congratulated me. And it was wonderful. And uh, that was, like I said, when I was nine. And uh, as, a, as an adult, I have written other plays. I have had one play put on uh, in New York it was a play for kids, or I guess I should say family audiences, and it was produced in New York in an off-off Broadway theater, which means it was a little no-account theater down in Greenwich Village, but it was a for-real production of my play, and I was very proud, and by then I had moved from New York to Florida, where I live now, but I flew up to New York to see the premiere of my show. I have written, I think it's 11 plays altogether, uh, several for kids, most for adults, all but one of which have been produced somewhere for at least one production, mostly from a now defunct uh, group called the Palm Springs Players, that's Palm Springs, Florida, not Palm Springs, California. And uh, they put on at least one production of uh, each of my, all but one of my plays. And uh, several of them have had productions elsewhere as well. And, uh, but that's not the main thing I do. The main thing I, the main, <coughs> 
main things I do. One, I write books. And two, I do editing and writing. That's two and three. For other people, I ghost write. If somebody has an idea for a book, but they don't know how to really write a book, maybe they have an idea for a plot, but they, but they can't construct the book around the plot, or maybe it's a nonfiction book and they have the information that they need to get into the book, but they can't um, get into... Uh, they can't get into... I'm sorry, somebody sent me a message and it distracted me. Um, they have the information they need for the book, but they don't have writing chops. So they send me all the information on their subject of, uh, of choice. And um, I write the book and it comes out under their name. Say it's John Doe and he's a landscaper. I'm making that up. That's not a real one. But landscaping by John Doe, and he leaves it uh, on the coffee table in his waiting room or his front office or whatever. And people come in and they say, oh, he's written a book. He must really be an expert. And then they hire him. And of course, he didn't write the book, but he did provide the information in it. So that's legitimate. He just didn't do the actual writing. And so I ghost write books. I'm working on one now for a client. I can't be specific, uh, but I'm writing a, a book for a client on something that he specializes in. And uh, I hope to finish it soon. And I'm available to take on other assignments. And uh, that's ghostwriting. And like I said, it's not only books for experts. It's also when somebody has an idea for a novel, a fiction book, and they have the plot, but they don't know how to write the book, and they come to me and I write it for them. That's ghostwriting. I do other kinds of writing. People need an ad for their business, or they need web copy for their website or they need a blog post or whatever, and they come to me. And then I do editing. Sometimes somebody has already written a book, but they want to have it edited. If they're self-publishing, they, they need the book edited before it gets printed. If they're trying to submit it to regular mainstream publishing houses, they want the book in as good shape as possible so that they don't get turned down because the book is a mess. So they come to me and I edit the book for them. And then they either self-publish or they go to meeting houses and submit the book there. And so that's editing. Now, in addition to all this, I, I've written over a hundred, as you said, I've had over a hundred books published. I've written more than that, but yeah. I have some that haven't been published yet. And uh, 
I don't know if your viewers are in a Christmas mood yet or not, but if they'll go to my website, www.CynthiaMacGregor, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-M-A-C-G-R-E-G-O-R.com, and go to where it says the Christmas collection. And that's a bunch of different picture books for young kids. So if you have children or grandchildren or godchildren or nieces or nephews or of picture book age, you can give them a present for Christmas, maybe a little in advance of Christmas so they can enjoy it in the time leading up to Christmas. And uh, these are all Christmas books on the, on the Christmas collection page. They're all Christmas books, starting with Heartfelt the Special Reindeer, which is my favorite. Uh, Heartfelt is the story of a reindeer with special powers but she also is a special needs reindeer. Her back legs are considerably shorter than her front legs, so her back slopes, and she wobbles when she walks, but she's a strong flyer. She's one of Santa's backup reindeer. The way you would have a spare tire in case you, your tire blows out, Santa has backup reindeer in case one of his regulars, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, etc., can't make the, the yearly trip. And he has backup reindeer, several of them in a stable, who can fill in. And Heartfelt's, Heartfelt's special power is she can see into the hearts of other people to know what their most heartfelt wish is. Her own heartfelt wish is to be part of Santa's regular team and fly on Christmas Eve with Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and the others. And the book is the story of how Heartfelt saves Christmas for Santa one year and also for a little boy named Jimmy and in the process gets her own most heartfelt wish granted. And that's that's my favorite book. And I think it's going to be made into a TV special. We're negotiating, the publisher and I are negotiating with an animator now. And I think, I hope not this year, of course it's way too late to get it made and on the air this year, but I hope for 2019 to get Heartfelt on the air uh, as a Christmas TV special. That's that's my most heartfelt wish. Maybe Heartfelt mm -hmm. would like to grant it. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I've talked enough. It's your turn, Ricky. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, it's great to hear about your whole backstory about how you wrote all these books and uh, your passion for editing books and ghostwriting books as well. Um, so I'd like to know a little bit more about the writing process. So um, when you have your book ideas, like tell us a little bit about uh, when you come up with your ideas and then when you actually start writing them. And uh, tell us about the book writing process for you, Cynthia. Well, I get the idea 
and then I jot down notes and then I start writing. That's the process. So uh, do you have like a certain schedule or do you write every day, like seven days a week? Do you always write at home? Do you go to a cabin? Do you go to the lake? Tell us about, um, you know, like a little bit more about the details. I always write at home. I work seven days a week, but I don't necessarily write seven days a week. I might be editing. I might be editing for a client and not have time to write. I do work seven days a week, that's for sure, for true. And I work at home, not at Starbucks, not at a cabin, not anywhere, but right where you see me seated. I keep my tushy planted firmly in my chair, my fingers planted firmly on the keyboard, and I work. But it may be writing, it may be editing, it may be writing a book, it may be writing a uh, Add copy for a client. It may be ghostwriting a book for a client. It's not necessarily writing a book for myself. Right now, at the moment, I do not have a book in progress that I am writing for myself, but I do have a ghostwriting book in progress that I am working on for a client. And I hope to get to that later, but I kind of doubt it. Because every Tuesday, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I guess I will. Every Tuesday, <laughs> I do two radio shows, podcasts like yours, only they don't have video. They're just audio only. And one goes on at one o'clock Eastern and it's called Younger Every Day. It's a half hour show and it's... Uh, it's the tagline. If I tell you what the tagline is, you'll know what the show is about. It's the tagline is the show that helps you look, act, and feel younger no matter what your driver's license says. The name of the show is Younger. <laughs> and it's for people, let's say 50 and up, something like that. And uh, I guess come on and talk about relevant. Uh, information that will help people look, act, or feel younger than their age. And then at 2 o'clock Eastern, I do a show called In the Spotlight, which is a general interest interview show with an emphasis on authors, but it's not only authors, it's anybody with an interesting story. And that's an hour-long show. And that's every Tuesday afternoon. And uh, if you go to Facebook, you can find the page for Younger Every Day, and that will tell you where to tune in to catch the show. And um, basically, that's, that's the radio, and I don't really want to spend a whole heck of a lot of time talking about it. So uh, let's move <laughs> on to things to do with writing and editing and my over a hundred books, which cover, it's funny for, for kids, I mostly write fiction and for adults, I write almost entirely nonfiction. I do have 
a couple of fiction books for adults, and I do have a few nonfiction books for kids, but mostly it's fiction for kids and nonfiction for adults. Sounds good, Cynthia. Uh, so one of my questions is the whole publishing process. There's this whole debate whether you should do self-publishing, whether you should do traditional publishing, whether you should do hybrid publishing. So what are your thoughts uh, in terms of uh, where to publish, how to publish? Well, I, I don't self-publish. I mostly publish with what's called boutique publishers which are smaller publishers that don't have their books on the shelves of Barnes and Noble. Uh, you order through their website or through Amazon.com. And uh, of course, people can look at my website and order the book, but it will just take them to the website of whichever publisher brought the book out. I do have some books with a self-publisher, but they treat me like a standard publisher. They, the, the story is uh, Roundtable Publishing was in business under a different publisher, a different owner. Mm -hmm. They were at that time a conventional publisher, not a self-publisher. And they started publishing some of my books. And then the fellow who owned the company sold it to another company, another man. He turned it into a uh, self-publishing outfit, but he had an established relationship. The company had an established relationship with me as a traditional publisher and not a self-publisher. And so I have never paid a dime to have them publish my books. They publish me like regular publishers, not like self-publishers. And uh, most of my books these days are with Crimson Cloak Publishing, which is also the sponsor of my radio show, Younger Every Day, and the owner of the other radio show in the spotlight I host the podcast for them. And then I also am involved with another boutique publisher called Acute by Design. They have published some of my books and I do some work for them too. I edit for them. And uh, so I'm, you know, not only one of their one of the people they've published, but I also uh, work for them part-time. And uh, they have published some of my books. And then I have some, I have been published with, I, I, my first book was published by Berkeley, which is one of the majors in New York. So I'm, I'm not only with boutiques, but I'm more with boutiques these days than I am with majors. And uh, you asked about how I, what I do when I finish writing a book and, and go over it and make sure that I'm, that I'm happy with the way it's laid out and everything. You know, the, the, the edit, I edit my own work. When it's ready to be published, I send it 
to whatever publisher I think is most likely to accept it. And then I just wait to hear. And uh, that's the process. Uh, awesome. Thank you for sharing, Cynthia. So um, it's one thing to get your book published, but a whole other thing to market it and, uh, you know, um, ensure that you're going to sell the books and uh, create awareness. So what are you doing in terms of marketing and promotion and sales? Tell us about your marketing sales strategies. Well, that's, uh, that's the toughest part of, of writing a book, of course. Uh, I'm on Facebook and I promote my books on there. I have a weekly e-zine that I publish called e-zine done it. It's a pun. And mm -hmm. uh, I promote my books in my e-zine. I sometimes send out mailings to people who have bought books from me in the past uh, or to just people on my mailing list, whether they've bought books from me or not. And uh, I write uh, promotion wherever I can. I've done book readings. I've done book readings at a local bookstore. There's an independent bookstore in the next town south of me, Lake Worth, Florida. And it's called The Bookseller. But that's a pun too. It's C-E-L-L-A-R, not S-E-L-L-E-R. But it's not really in a basement. It's really a first floor uh, business. And uh, I've done two book readings there and sold books as a result. And I had a, I hosted a book, selling, a, a book launch party a couple of years ago for one of my books and sold books at the party. So I tried different things, you know. Ricky? Sounds good. Sounds good, Cynthia. So um, one of my questions is like, uh, you've done 100 books. I've done 10. And, um, you know, obviously there's work involved in writing the book, getting a publisher, marketing it, getting those sales, and then continuing to promote it. Um, I w uh, my question for you is, what advice do you have for people who have not write a, written a book yet, and that's one of their dreams to write their first book, but they feel overwhelmed and they're not sure where to start. So what is your top tips for aspiring and new authors? Well, I have two pieces of advice for them. First of all, don't be cowed. Don't be afraid. Sit down. Mm -hmm. and, like I said before, apply tush to chair, fingers to keyboard, and write. But then if you absolutely can't write, you can always hire a ghost, whether it's me or someone else. It won't, you won't have the same sense of satisfaction as you would have if you had written the book yourself. But if you have the idea for the book and you just can't sit down and create the book, you can always hire a ghostwriter and pay them to flesh out your ideas. Hello? Yes, sounds good, sounds good. So you have a ghostwriter or you can get uh, someone to uh, write it on your behalf. So uh, I'd like to hear how that process works. Like say um, there's a, someone who is just too busy, they're too busy, but they have the idea in their head. So how can they work with you? Uh, how does it look like when they want to work with a ghostwriter like yourself, Cynthia? 
they write it down, whatever their idea is, however many bits of information they have, they write a Word document, Microsoft Word, and they send it to me by email attachment. And I work from that. Okay, so basically do it to MS Word. Um, and then for people who wanted uh, your help with editing, um, tell us about the different editing services you offer uh, authors. Well, I offer editing of books, editing of web copy, editing of business mm -hmm. documents and business materials, mm -hmm. handbooks, uh, catalogs, uh, you name it. Uh, basically, I'll work with anything except grant proposals. Grant proposals are a very specialized field, and frankly, I'm not familiar with them. I've, I've done um, business, um, uh, I forget the, uh, what, what the heck is the term? Um, uh, I can't think of the word now, but anyhow, I've done I've done copywriting. Are you talking about copywriting? Yeah, I do copywriting, copy editing. I, everything except grant proposals. I, I don't do those. And I also have stopped. Uh, I, at one time, I did accept um, students who asked me to ghost write papers for them, but I don't do that anymore. I don't think it's ethical. I will edit. <laughs> I will edit student papers if they do the writing, and they just want me to make sure their grammar, spelling, punctuation, and so forth are correct. If they do the actual work, and all they're asking me to do is edit it, that I'll do. But I no longer ghostwrite student papers. It's just not ethical, or I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense there. Uh, so final question for you, Cynthia. Uh, you've done 100 books already, you do your editing ghostwriting. So I'm curious to know, what is the future hold? We're almost at the end here of 2018, entering 2019, 2020 and beyond. So tell us about your vision for your future in terms of your books and your business. Well, the same thing. I don't intend to ever stop. I past retirement age a long time ago, and I am collecting social security, but I don't intend to ever stop. When I die, they're going to have to peel my cold gnarled fingers from the keyboard because I'll be sitting here writing away when I drop, I'm sure. And uh, the only thing different in my future is, as I said, I hope that we are, um, going to sign and, and, and arrange to uh, have Heartfelt the Special Reindeer um, turned into an animated TV special. So in the, in the couple of months ahead, I expect to be writing a script and writing the lyrics for more songs. There, there is one song already uh, for the movie. And that song is on YouTube. I think if you key in Heartfelt the Special Reindeer in YouTube, or if you key in It's Heartfelt, that's the name of the song, It's Heartfelt, I think you can get 
uh, you can pull up the song. You can also pull up a video of me reading the book and displaying the pictures. Um, so I hope to be working. Uh, just last night, I wrote another song. Well, the lyrics. I don't. I don't write music. The music for "It's Heartfelt" was written by Larry Mine, R-E-I-N, and uh, I will approach him with these other, uh, with these other lyrics that I'm writing, and see if he can set them to music. And uh, that's the only thing different that I'm aware of that I expect to have happening in the time ahead. But who knows, you know, man proposes and God disposes, right? So uh, I don't know what God has in, in, in mind for me in the year ahead. I'm, there may be lots of surprises, who knows? Well, I look forward to uh, watching those surprises unfold. And I, I love your passion for books and uh, writing and, of course, helping others, editing and, of course, ghostwriting. So for the people who are listening to the podcast or watching this uh, interview on YouTube and they want support and help and maybe they want to hire you for some editing, hire you for some ghostwriting, or, of course, buy one of those 100-plus books, how can they do that? Well, first of all, they can go to my website, which again is www.cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, MacGregor, M-A-C-G-R-E-G-O-R.com. And they can contact me through the website, or if they want to just go straight on email, it's Cynthia at CynthiaMacGregor.com and on Skype I'm Sin.MacGregor C-Y-N dot N-A-C-G-R-E-G-O-R that's my Skype handle and I'm on Facebook and uh, those are really the best way to get a hold of me is email and know that my working hours are 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. I don't do evenings. Getting up as early as I do, I crump out at 8 o'clock. But even before that, I don't want to hear from anybody. I don't want to deal with anybody. I don't want to do any business. After 5 o'clock, forget it. It can wait till tomorrow. You are definitely an early bird. 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. 12 hours of continuous work. Amazing. And seven days a week. Amazing. Uh, no wonder you've done 100 books. I can see why. Congratulations. Well, you said that was your final question. So do you have anything else? Or are we uh, no. Yeah. Uh, th thank you uh, once again, Cynthia, uh, for coming on to the show and sharing your insights. Uh, definitely a very inspiring interview. Uh, so thanks again for your time today. Thank you for having me, Richard. Thank you. And good luck with your podcast. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in. Make sure you check out Cynthia. I'll have the link below. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, it'll be right in the show notes. Make sure you grab a copy of Cynthia's book. And if you need editing or ghostwriting, talk over there to Cynthia as well. Uh, check out her website. And uh, check out my books as well at Amazon Kindle and, of course, daddyblogger.com. We'll catch up with you guys.